What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show Built with VAs. I'm Valentina Breke. This is part two of the series How to Pay Your Virtual Assistant. In the previous part, we talked about how much you should be paying your virtual assistant. And now we're going to talk about how to structure the payment in a way that makes sense to you and to your virtual assistant. So let's get to it. Let's go. In this series of uh, how to pay your virtual assistant, we already addressed the topic of how much you should pay your VA. If you haven't seen it, watch the previous episode and it will give you some answers in that regard. But we'll also talk about what platforms to use, what systems, all of the information that you need. And there's another question that I think people should be asking more, but for some reason, maybe they don't think about this, is how should I be paying my VA? How do I structure the payment? And I think the reason for that is because most people know that, oh, you pay per hour, you pay a virtual assistant per hour. And that's true, that is the most popular way of paying a virtual assistant, but it's not without its problems. So in fact, I want to show you three possibilities, how you can pay your virtual assistant, how you can structure the payment in a way that makes sense to you and, your, and the VA. So let's start with the first one. The first one, of course, is you pay per hour. What I like about this, and it's very clear, you pay for the amount of hours that you worked. You work 10 hours, you get paid for 10 hours. You work five hours, you get paid for five hours, right? You get the idea. The problem with that is, how do you know that this person is actually working for 10 hours and not working for another client in the meantime or not charging you and charging someone else for, you know, during this time? There's a lot of questions when it comes to that. Sometimes people come to me and say, I have a VA right now on board and I'm looking to switch them. And I ask, okay, what's wrong with your VA? And they say, I'm not sure if they have the integrity I'm looking for. Like, what do you mean by that? Well, they submit 20 hours of work per week and we're for whatever amount of time. But then when I see the output, it just doesn't match. Something doesn't click and I'm just spending money and I'm finding the people, these people, I was like, okay, where do you find these people? I find these people on these different websites, on Upwork, on Fiverr. On, okay, well, this is gonna be another topic, the platform that we discussed, but just in a nutshell, usually on these platforms where virtual assistants are placing their uh, services, most people will contact them. They want to find more clients and work for more clients, not just for one client. So this is a this is the problem. So when you pay per hour, how do you really keep track of that? Let me tell you a tool that we use in our company that helps us with this problem. We use something that's called hubstaff.com. I'm gonna leave a link here somewhere. And what I like about this tool is, when the virtual assistant comes to work, they clock in or they start the timer and every 10 minutes, this program is going to take a screenshot of their screen and also it's going to show you how active they were during those 10 minutes. So every 10 minutes, it's going to tell you about their productivity and, and their efficiency. And we have uncovered a lot of red flags. We have seen people watching movies or working on different projects. So obviously this is not someone that we would like to continue our collaboration with. If you have a virtual assistant that doesn't like using a time tracker or something like that, that would be a red flag because I know everyone on my team is using this um, program. I used it too when I was, when I worked for a real estate company, when I was a virtual assistant, and myself, I had absolutely no problem using this tool. We're gonna have a separate series about the tools to use, the, the websites, the platforms. So I'm gonna leave it there for more information. But for right now, if you're in this situation right now, if you have a VA, right now in your company and you're struggling with, I'm not sure they're working the amount of hours that they said they will be working, look into Hubstaff right now before this episode comes out. So that's gonna be one way to solve this problem. Again, if someone has a problem with that, this is a red flag because trust me when I say this, the majority of people, they don't have an issue with this type of um, 
time tracker. Okay, so that is how to pay people per hour. And like I said, that's the most common one. Now, the second part is paying per project. Now, a lot of people say, hey, I pay per hour. I'm not sure about the outcome. I feel much more comfortable paying per project. And this works. For example, you can go to your VA and say, hey, I don't care how many hours you spend working on my website. I care about the output. So I'm going to pay you this amount of money when the website is done and if I approve it. Now, this works well for you because there's no risk on your side. But for the VA, this is not the most ideal situation because what if they spend hours or weeks, you know, so much time working on a project and then you disappear or you don't pay money? It's just too much, too risky for the virtual assistant or you're not happy with the project and then they don't get paid and, and so much more. So paying per project actually makes sense maybe in some instances. For example, let's say you, you have somebody in social media. Instead of paying per hour, you say, I'm going to pay you every week. I need to see five reels. I need to see this and this and that. And I'm going to pay you every week per project, per package for this package that you deliver, this amount of reels, this amount of posts, uh, this amount of, you know, whatever it is, like you, you, you put the package together and that's what you decide you're going to pay. So th in that case, it makes sense. It actually probably makes sense better than paying hourly if that's the only thing the virtual assistant does. But if it's a bigger project like designing a website, you don't want to make the VA wait for payment for so long. So instead, my recommendation would be paper milestones. What I mean by that is, hey, we have this project to work on together, making this website, and I don't want you to wait for the payment from my side. So instead, let's work for milestones. First of all, I want to see how you design the website, just a graph. That's gonna take you one week. Okay, if I approve it, then I pay you, and then we move forward. So when you divide the big project in different parts, in different chunks, and then also the payment you divide in different chunks, it's a win-win for you because you can give them feedback. You can give the VA feedback as soon as you see the result and course correct if necessary. And it's also a win for the VA because they don't have to wait so long and also because they know you will be paying. So they're more incentivized to keep doing the work for you and, and finalize the project. So we discussed paying per hour and paying per project. The third one is paying a monthly fee. So you just have a flat fee per month and that's it, which you know makes it easier for you. That's great. Um, on the downside of that is I wouldn't do this with people I don't know and I don't trust completely. I have a couple of people on my team that I could easily switch to this model. Most people, not most, everyone on my team is actually paid per hour, but um, I could easily have a couple of people just not Log, not clock in, not clock out, no need to track the time, and I could pay a monthly fee, and I know that they will be putting in the exact same effort, and they will be working the exact same hours, uh, even if it's a flat fee. So here's the issue. If you don't trust that person, you might be wondering if, since no one's tracking their hours, that they will not be working for the entire time. So only do this if you trust that person, which you know, if usually takes if you take some time. So if you work with them for a couple of years, you know they're good, you know they're loyal, you know they're dedicated. This is going to be easier for you. There are ways you can automate the payment so you, you don't even have to think about this. So that's it. These are the three ways that you can pay a virtual assistant, how you can structure it. Um, in the next video, we will address benefits, platforms to use, the payments, the percentage of different platforms, fees they take and so on. So uh, stay tuned, I'll see you next time.